They say this cat brother Craig is a bad brother. But I'm talking about Hatchet. Then we can dig it. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, every Saturday. Who is the Hatchet Man? Where is the Hatchet Man? Who is this Hatchet Man and where can we find him? Okay, okay. Brother Craig is the Hatchet Man and you can find him at WNTW 820-The Answer. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, on 820 AM WNTW. out well that's what it's supposed to say folks but uh <laughs> the big dog is out here and uh a little a little something to welcome our new board operator mark uh a great guy and um i just had to throw that little joke out there mark <laughs> welcome to the program folks your friendly neighborhood hatchet man brother craig coming at you live here on virginia's big dog radio program the really Real deal. And, uh, folks, we have a really real deal program for you today. And, uh, and of course, we're going to uh, get your participation in here, hopefully. Uh, nice, uh, cool, quiet, rainy day. Nothing like a couple of days of rain in a row to just kind of quiet things down. And, uh, of course, nothing like the type of rain that our, our friends down in the Houston area have received. Uh, so our, our prayers our hearts go out to them. A lot of folks are uh, sending more than their prayers and their hearts. A lot of folks are sending themselves, and a lot of folks are sending their money. And uh, we just we pray that here in, uh, in Virginia, in Central Virginia, that we're doing our part. We're pulling our weight and helping our brothers and sisters uh, down there in Houston. Uh, most churches, I think, are probably going to be taking collections up and uh, just about everywhere you go now, um, you know, Walmart, uh, Kroger, where, wherever, uh, folks are, are asking and appropriately so, uh, would you like to make a donation to help the folks out uh, down in Houston? And, of course, uh, Americans being the type people we are, a uh, good God-fearing Christian nation uh, that we are, people are really, really responding in spades and uh, and look from from your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, brother Craig. Thank you, thank you, uh, and thank you, and uh, and keep it up. Uh, Houston is going to have a long time recovering. Uh, this is uh, uh, you know the magnitude uh, w- won't even be known for a while. But um, you know, thank we thank God that the the loss of life has uh, not approached what it did with Katrina. But the uh, the property damage, uh, the the home the the homes destroyed, the lives disrupted, the 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 economic uh, impact with the disruption of of jobs, uh, Houston being a a much much larger metropolitan area, and uh, it's 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 been said that if the Houston metropolitan area were its own nation. It would be the 13th wealthiest nation on the planet, the 13th highest uh, GDP. If, if just imagine that, folks, just Houston, Texas, the metropolitan area. OK, the beltway around Houston is 170 miles long. And if you took the area inside of that, 
uh, it would be the size of Delaware. And uh, but uh, so a lot of economic disruption and, uh, you know, and I pray, folks, that when the gas prices start to rise, that we don't grumble too much. <laughs> I mean, uh, Houston is uh, huge, huge in the petro industry, huge. And so a lot of refineries are going to be offline for a while. And, you know, I hear uh, radio hosts uh, belly aching already. Oh, uh, you know. I'm I'm the first guy in the whole wide world to say that uh, gas prices are going to rise. I mean, folks, this is like basic economics 101. This is not uh, a stroke of genius, okay? We who call ourselves uh, conservatives particularly uh, because uh, conservatives tend to also be capitalists. And so, and you know, I'm always talking about the five C's, the Christian, conservative, constitutional, capitalistic coalition and uh you know we believe in markets and the law of supply and demand okay uh several refineries are going to be offline for a while so therefore supply is going to be restricted prices are going to increase okay and we're going to have a very odd situation where the price of gas will increase but the price of oil will decrease because why there's going to be a glut of oil because the oil cannot make it to the refineries. And so uh, oil would be uh, really uh, affecting prices. And, you know, long term, who knows what that's going to do. But for the short term, uh, these petro states like the Mideast, Russia, uh, these places, uh, you know, Venezuela, these places are going to suffer because when the price goes down for one, it goes down for all. So that means less money to Putin, less money to the, uh, the, the these, well, you, you, really, you really could say terrorist nations, okay? But we'll say to the, uh, the Arab petrostates, okay? And um, not hard to make the connection there. But anyway... Uh, a long way, a long winded way of saying that, um, you know, we're thankful that we've not had the uh, the loss of life uh, in, in, in the thousands uh, as it was uh, with Katrina. But uh, long term, the effects are going to be lasting. And uh, because of the economic impact and the economic significance of the Houston area, it's going to affect us all. And so uh, Labor Day coming up. Uh, a lot of folks uh, will be doing uh, their Labor Day thing uh, Monday, Labor Day. I'd like to talk about Capital Day, okay? When, it, when is there a Capital Day? Because guess what, folks? Were it not for Capital, there would be no Labor Day. And no, and no one wants to say that, okay? And, you know, and I'm fine with these unions. If you want to join a union, fine, join a union, okay? Labor, I think labor is great spent a whole lot of my life performing labor. So obviously, you know, if you want to call, fine, but don't call saying that I hate labor, I'm against labor. Don't hate anyone, number one. I'm not against anything. Just putting things in perspective. You cannot have one without the other, okay? And it is those who are members of labor that have, and, and, and again now, these unions all right, what's the Soviet Union, okay, the former Soviet Union? A, a great big union, okay? And so it's against 
freedom. It's against the individual, and it's in favor of the group. Now, how much mischief has been made throughout human history behind this group or that group, okay? How much? And since I'm always sharing with you about the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition, the first part of that Christian faith, you know, why not put a focus rather than on the separation of people as you, this, this group, we are a member of labor and we have to oppose uh, capital and ownership and, and all that. Why not look at it as Paul, okay? There is no black, no white, no slave, no free, no male, no free male, no Jew, no Gentile, but all are of one blood in Christ. You know, I kind of like that better, but I do get it, okay? I do get it that we do celebrate a Labor Day. So what I'm going to do is we're going to take our first break, and when I come back, we're going to talk a little bit about labor and capital and why I think labor is missing it. Okay, I think they are missing it because rather than treat capital as the enemy, they should treat capital as a necessary partner. So we're going to take a break and we'll discuss that on the other side. And we'll also entertain your phone calls here on The Really Real Deal, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. A man... And his microphone, Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the firstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air. But the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. 
Attention tradesmen, since 2009, CodeUpdateForYou.com has provided continuing ed courses to renew your fuel, gas, plumbing, electrical, or HVAC card. CodeUpdateForYou.com aims for simplicity from sign-up to course completion and sends in your results for you. With CodeUpdateForYou.com, you can complete your course from your home or work computer 24-7 at your own pace. Experience great customer service and get your required CEU credits by going to CodeUpdate, number four, letter U, dot com. Listen as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds, try and keep your head up to the sky, lovers they may cause you tears, go ahead release your fears, stand up and be counted, don't be ashamed to cry, you gotta be, you gotta be bad, you gotta be bold, you gotta Welcome be wiser. The Friendly Neighborhood Hatchet Man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here as we listen to a little bit of Des Ray telling you, you got to be bad, you got to be bold, you got to be wise. And uh, in matter of fact, you heard our giving ad where we say, we say it often, folks, give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And uh, right now, uh, hey, we, we, we love to have folks give to help us out uh, to stay on the air, but we also want you to give till it hurts to our friends down in Houston, Texas. And uh, so enough said about that. Now, uh, Labor Day and Capital Day. You know, <laughs> I mean, you, you, folks, you, if you look at wh- why, why, why do people who are consider themselves to be a part of labor well, actually, I know why, because it's really it's not the people that are the laborers. It's those that organize them that do this. <laughs> OK, and they do it for uh, they do it for uh, very selfish reasons. Uh, you know, and it's no accident that uh, er, very, very early in the labor movement, you had uh, organized crime, the mafia. OK. And uh, as a matter of fact, last week we were talking about Saul Alinsky and how he got his start through the mafia, organized crime. And then he figured out, hey, I could be a political gangster and I won't get shot at. So he gave up uh, his mafia affiliation and uh, and became the number one uh, mafioso in the political world. And of course, the world has not been uh, the same uh, since then. But. This this thing with uh, with with labor where you have uh, a person or a group of people uh, pull their uh, money together, something called capital. When you are so successful that you have uh, an a thing that is in excess of what you need to survive. And that thing is called profit. OK, when you have that. And now and I know that the in, in any group of people, whether it's. Um, gangsters whether it's um the uh the labor movement people that run it or whether it's people in private industry you know people in churches people in mosques you can go you can go anywhere and you have a group of people and there's someone that's going to game the system and take unfair advantage of the system okay that that happens in labor unions that happens in private industry all right. So but for the most part, when you have wealth being created, wealth is created 
in a society like ours because someone has figured out that there are people who have unmet needs, then they figured out a way to meet those needs, and then engage in voluntary, peaceful exchange of uh, money for the goods or the services. And this is done without a gun, okay? And so that's called free enterprise. Now, some people call it capitalism. Fine, we can use the word capitalism. But what it actually is is free enterprise, okay? People are freely being enterprising and doing things for their fellow human beings, and their fellow human beings are so thankful. For example, I just left Dunkin' Donuts, and I did an exchange, a free voluntary exchange, a cup of coffee for some money, okay? As a matter of fact, I was in such a hurry to get here to the studio that I left a very handsome tip because I didn't have time to wait in line and get my change, okay? So, <laughs> but anyway, and that's what's called the thank you, thank you moment. Both parties benefit. No force was used, okay? We didn't have to, the government didn't have to make a law, didn't have to empower a, uh, a, a government-paid worker with a big, fat, high salary and a benefit package and a retirement uh, to uh, make sure that there's someone to make sure that Brother Craig the Hatchet Man has a cup of coffee so that he can be uh, raring to go when he gets on the radio. That's my responsibility, okay? And being that there are a lot of people like me who like and want and uh, sometimes need a cup of coffee, then folks like Dunkin' Donuts and 7-Eleven, you know, they've gotten the smart idea, wow, if we, you know, if we just do a little coffee set up here and it costs us 50 cents per cup to supply this coffee and we can charge this joker $2 a cup, wow, we're quadrupling our money. And uh, so, but fine, that's fine, okay? I say it thank you, they say it thank you. Then you multiply a simple transaction like that times just in this nation alone, a nation of 330 million people, you very easily have 100 million coffee drinkers, okay? Easily 100 million. You're talking about billions of dollars per year. That's just one product, coffee, okay? Now, so you multiply that times all the things that people willingly exchange from building a house to creating an automobile to creating this laptop computer that I'm uh, looking at here. I mean, just go, I mean, you just go down the list of things, the electricity that causes this uh, sound to come over the airwaves. And so you have people that have opportunity for others because no one can do this alone. You have to have all aspects of these businesses run. And so the, the union thugs, they get the idea that, hey, we'll just uh, tell uh, daddy uh, money bags that if he doesn't give us more money, we're going to all collectively shut down and his income will come to a halt. And so basically what we're going to do is we're going to extort ownership and management. Now, 
I don't have a problem with a portion of that, folks, a portion of that. If, if people want to willingly unite in a union and leave and extort extra money from ownership, I think, I think it's not a good thing, but it's fine. I believe in freedom, okay? I'm president, founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc., so I believe in protecting people's right to express themselves, whether I agree with it or not, okay? And later in the program, we're going to talk about the latest Charlie Hebdo um, expression, uh, outrageous expression, okay? But see, I don't have to like it because I'm a fair man. You know, I, I'm not like the Democrats. They like they like fairness for them, but not fairness for us. And yes, I, I'm saying them and us. Okay, them and us. All right, because it gets to a point where there is no we. Okay, things do get to that place where there is no we. There is a them and there is an us. Okay, and the Bible says there's a time for everything. Book of Ecclesiastes, not the word of Brother Craig, that's the word of God. There is a time for everything, and there is a time when there is a them and an us. Now, there also is a time when there is a we. Case in point, what's happening down in Houston, Texas. That's a case of we, okay? In spite of the fact that the mainstream media, you know, wants to take everything, you know, Trump gives a million dollars, well, why didn't he give a billion? Uh, Trump's wife shows up with a certain kind of shoe on to get on the plane. When she gets off the plane, she has sneakers on. It's just, it's just ridiculous, folks. Okay, uh, so those folks they never, ever, ever get to a we. But fair-minded folks like your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, and I think probably most listeners in my audience are fair-minded people. Okay, and and understanding people, and people who certainly. A lot of Bible reading people who understand there's a time for everything. So there is a time for we and there's a time for us and them. But back to my main point here, okay, is that the government has no place in tipping the scale in favor of one or the other. These should be free agents, capital People should be free to form businesses. People should be free to frequent a business, to do business with them, exchange money for goods or services. People should also be free to seek employment from businesses, and businesses should be free to hire whomever. Now, when the government gets in the middle of it and says, okay, uh, these people, if they're going to do a thing called strike, while they're on strike, you cannot fire them. Now, a great thing happened back in 1987. Ronald Reagan, I think it was 87. I know it was in the 80s. Ronald Reagan fired all. Feeling my way through the darkness. Got it all right, we we're at our bottom of the hour break. I can't tell where the journey we'll finish this thought on the other side, folks. But I know where to start. They tell me I'm too young to understand. They say I'm caught up in a dream. Well, life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes. 
so that's fine by me. So wake me up when it's all over. When I'm Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal, as we listen to a little bit of James Brown there talking about it's a man's world. And uh, yes, 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 it is. But uh, hey, we love our women and our children. So <laughs> so you, uh, you neoliberals out there, uh, don't go snowflake on me here. All right. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. If you would like to comment, you can comment on uh, what I'm discussing here now. I'll just continue on with my comments about Labor Day and uh, perhaps why uh, labor, rather than seeing capital as the enemy, should see. Now, of course, I'm under no illusion that that's going to happen in the current environment that we live in, okay? I'm just saying it would be a good thing, okay? <laughs> so, uh, no, the hatchet man is not a snowflake. The hatchet man is a realist, okay? Uh, I get it. Trust me, folks. I get it big time, okay? But uh, but to go back to, you know, my comments about, um, about labor and how uh, back in the 80s Reagan fired all of the air traffic controllers because they engaged in an illegal strike. And so the um, Constitution has a thing called the Equal Protection Clause. And so my issue is simply this. If it is illegal for a trade union to strike against the federal government, why is it not illegal for them to strike against private industry? Okay, I mean, either either a strike is a good thing or a bad thing. Okay, so now, but of course, uh, now most unions now are uh, public sector unions, not private sector unions. And so, when it when when a person is a member of a public sector union, then the 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 person that you work for is not uh, a group of uh, stockholders or, or owners of a company. The person you're striking against is your fellow citizen, okay? Because that is who you work for. You work for us. You work for the citizen. You work for the taxpayer, you know, particularly the taxpaying citizen. That's who you work for, all right? You may serve all, but only the taxpayer pays you. And so this is just simply not right, Okay, and there's no one, no one. You can make all types of emotional arguments of what's uh, good for the worker, but you see, the the worker is just one part of the puzzle. They're not the whole 
They're not, they're not the whole puzzle, okay? And so things like minimum wage laws and, you know, all other types of in, infringing on uh, free enterprise, okay? It's even an infringement of the First Amendment, which I, I think I know a thing or two about being founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc., okay? We have a, a, a free association clause in there. And so we're supposed to be free. We're not, we're not, it's not that we're supposed to be. We are free. And to the extent that we're not free, that is just us not exercising the freedom that God gave us. Because the Constitution doesn't grant rights. The Constitution defends rights. The rights were granted by God. So when you're born, you automatically have your rights. I, auto, I already have a right to be behind this microphone. Now, I do not have a right to your listenership. That I have to earn. And there are many, many Americans that don't get that. They think that they not only have rights to certain things, but things that are duly to be earned, they think they have rights to those also. And that's just simply not the case. My rights end where your rights begin and vice versa. And so in the case of the trade unionists, you have the right to strike, but you do not have the right to keep your job after striking. Your employer, that's up to them. They can say, well, okay, you know, I'll let you strike and we'll hash this thing out. Or they could say, hey, you're out of here. Uh, you don't want to work. You don't like the amount of money I'm giving you. I'll find someone who does. And there are many, many people who say, well, uh, that's not good, hatchet man, because I'm a worker and that won't benefit me. Well, so what? There are lots of things that are true that don't benefit me. Okay? But my argument is not based on personal benefit. My argument is based on what is good and proper and right. And that is what would produce a strong and a great nation. Case in point, one that the trade unionists often point to is the minimum wage law. All right? Did you know, folks, that the nation with the highest, the highest average worker pay is Switzerland? And did you know they have no minimum wage law? None. So how is it that the Swiss can earn the highest wage on the planet without government forcing it? People pay that high rate because the competence of the Swiss worker is such that the business that pays it, it's paid back to the business because these people are very, very productive. And the thing with a minimum wage, a, a minimum wage is basically a training wage. And so you have a person that they have no skills. They have to learn. And so in that process of learning, uh, you know, why should the government force on a false argument that, oh, well, a person can't raise a family on minimum wage? Well, minimum wage is not designed to raise a family. Minimum wage is designed to get your foot in the door, get you some job training, get you accustomed to showing up on time, learning how to be a part of a team, learning how to take orders, learning how to think on your feet, learning how to, 
you know, make contributions. And along the way, you get raises, you get promotions. Because, folks, how can you get the $50 an hour job if you don't first get the $5 an hour job? And how can you get the $5 an hour job if the government outlaws it and says, well, you have to give everyone $15 an hour? Really? Even high school kids, which is who most minimum wage workers are. Most of them are kids that do not run a household. Most of them are people that are part of a group household. Mom has a job. Dad has a job. The kids have a job, okay? And I know the mom and dad together is is getting to be a, um, you know, kind of a disappearing thing. But anyway, back to this economics lesson, uh, which, you know, Labor Day presents the perfect opportunity to teach a little bit of economics. You know, the the, the economic world uh, has uh, opportunities that are, opportunities and costs that are seen and unseen. And so we love those things that are seen. A a lot of things that government forces people to do are seen. And so when something is seen, there is a constituency group that benefits, and that group they can vote for candidates that put those things forward, and they can lobby uh, for the government to make sure that they do those things. But what about the unseen, okay? The guy that gets the inflated price job, he is seen. The guy that does not get the job, he's unseen. Because if an employer has to compete, and particularly, you know, we're in a global economy now, and so we have to complete some of these goods, man. I don't even see how the material cost gets covered by the prices of some of these things. You know, it once was a time when for one dollar you could buy a four pack of light bulbs. Folks, that was 25 cents per light bulb. Okay, the thing has glass, wire, metal. It has paper packaging. You had to pay the designer. You had to pay the worker. You had to pay the trucker to truck it. And then the person selling it, they had to make a profit, too. So all these people had to profit off of a four pack of light bulbs for a dollar. 25 cents per light bulb. In comes the federal government, outlaws that. Now you'll pay $10 for one light bulb. Talk about a four-pack. Thank you, federal government. Okay? And they tell you, oh, this is going to save you money. (laughs) Not up front it ain't. Okay? Not up front it ain't. And and the simple fact of the matter is if the uh, industry were to make their own changes and people were to voluntarily stop buying the $1 four-pack and start buying the uh, the $10 bulbs, then the $10 bulb would have to prove itself, and it would be a better bulb, okay? And the price would be less. Because why? They'd have to compete. They'd have to compete. And so this is what's missing in all this is the competition – It's the seen and the unseen, the guy that does not get the job because the labor unionists, they have marched and they and they have the protection of government. You can't fire these people. 
And because they can't be fired, then what happens is the business has to pay them and the price of everything goes up. So who pays for some guy that is uh, is is really not being as productive as he otherwise would be? A case in point, I have – well, I had a very, very, very dear friend of mine, and he's gone on to glory now, but uh, he was a uh, plumber. And in his younger days, he was a union plumber. And he was telling me about when he worked at a, um, I think they were building casinos up in New Jersey. And he was a young man then and full of vim and vigor and very eager to show his elders, how good he was, what he had learned, and wanted to show them that he's worthy of the trust they placed in him by hiring him and allowing him to work on such a grand project. And so he's anxiously uh, putting forth his best effort. And so he told me how his trainer, the first thing he told him was, slow down, slow down, Don't you walk too fast. Well, see, this guy was from the – private sector he was accustomed to work walking fast because he had to work fast because the faster he worked the more money he made okay so he says i'm gonna make a good union man out of you slow down we'll get there you see folks it it didn't matter how good they were it didn't matter how much work they put out because the amount of money they got paid, that was negotiated. And the people hiring them couldn't do anything about it, particularly in New Jersey, a really, really strong union state, okay, as well as a a really, really strong gangster state. Uh, Let's just be honest here, okay? (laughs) uh, So, but the other half of that, which is capital, means what? The, The company that hires them that's building this big palace they have to pay more, which means they have to charge you more to stay there, to gamble there, to eat there, to do what it. So it's you who pays. It's you who pays. And another thing my friend told me was that they would purposely put the wrong item in. So he puts in a number four drain and a shower, and the guy tells him, no, no, don't take that number four out here. Put this number three in. And then he protests well, no, well, I, you know, that's that's the wrong drain. I'm not supposed to put in a number three. I'm supposed to put in a number four. And so the guy tells him, well, I know on a certain level you might be right. But see, what you're not factoring in, son, is that if we put in the number three, a year from now it's going to be leaking. And then our brother – Our brother plumber, he has a job because he has to come fix it. Okay. And so, folks, I'm just saying, okay, I know it's Labor Day coming up. I know it is. Enjoy yourself, but give some thought to to capital because at the end of the day, capital is you. Capital is you because you end up paying. All right. You end up paying. Because prices of things have to increase to cover the criminality of these labor unions. It has to. And like I said, I would have no problem with it if the unions want to strike and if they want to uh, be an organization that trains people properly, 
that uh, has the interests of the ownership as well as the membership of the union with the two working together as partners, I think that would be a good thing. But the way it is with this warfare, and then you went by extension, you look at all the other areas, and, and, and again, it's the Democrat Party that's primarily the party of unions, okay? And everywhere where you look at the Democrat Party, what do you find? Conflict. Conflict. They are a part of that evil that I talk about all the time. The coalition of evil, okay? The coalition of evil. Democrat leadership, unionists, communists, socialists, fascists, radical, um, actually fundamental, not radical, fundamentalist Muslims, okay? A radical Muslim would be one that doesn't want to hurt you, okay? That would be a radical, that would be a radical departure from Islam, someone that would ignore uh, what the Quran says about cutting heads off and uh, lying and raping and stealing. That would be a radical Muslim. That kind of Muslim, I'd be kind of cool with him, him or her, okay? But this coalition of evil, they are in warfare, and they're constantly in warfare mode against our coalition, the Christian Conservative Constitutional Capitalistic Coalition. And, uh, you know, take it to the bank, folks. And we're going to let that be the last word for this segment. We're going to take our quarter to the hour break just a few minutes late. And in the meantime, we will open up the phone lines, area code 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you.
welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. No, I'm not crazy, folks, but uh, <laughs> just telling it like it is. And I'm telling you, we could go on and on and on about Labor Day and, and uh, you know, labor versus capital and, and why, you know, why capital is so good. Um, it's, it's just done so much. It's actually made labor much, 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 much better. And, uh, and, uh, and capital never gets a thank you. Uh, never does. Um, and if you'd like to comment, 804-454-1366 is the number, 804-454-1366. And uh, a lot more happened. And, you know, this first week in September, you know, we often talk about uh, this date in history. And uh, so it's not just Labor Day, this date in history, but, uh, you know, first week in September is uh, is, is is full of historical uh, tidbits, Uh for example, uh, September 2nd, uh, Japan surrenders 72 years ago, 1945, on the USS Missouri, okay? 73 years ago, and, I, and, I, and, and on that note, before I move on from that, uh, Mrs. Hatchett and I lately have been, I've not been watching this um, TV series, HBO series, and I'm not sure when it was produced, I, I think it's been produced several years ago, judging by some of the actors, some of whom are familiar. They look much younger than they are now. But uh, it's called The Pacific, and it's about uh, World War II in the Pacific Theater. I highly recommend it. Excellent, excellent uh, series. Uh, really, really, uh, we just got through uh, looking at the part about uh, Guadalcanal, and, uh, and then Australia, and so we just, we're thoroughly enjoying it. But, you know, also on September 2nd, uh, 73 years ago, uh, 1944, now not one of my favorite presidents, George H.W. Bush, but again, you know me, folks, I'm a fair man, okay? It can be a low-fat Republican, it could be a hard-hitting, full-throated Republican, it could be a neoliberal Democrat. I don't care. I give credit where it's due. And my critique is always fair, always fair, okay? And so while I've had a lot of critique, a lot of opportunity to cr critique George H.W. Bush over the years, okay, but I have to give the man his, his proper credit, all right? In 1944, he, he was a bomber pilot. And he had to eject over the Pacific Ocean. And now, although his plane was on fire, he did manage to deliver his torpedoes before bailing. And uh, several members of his squadron were killed that day. And, uh, and Bush is uh, a, quite a decorated soldier. Quite a decorated. He's won several medals. He won a medal that day, and he's won several uh, others. And uh, so... You know, this week in history, 73 years ago, George H.W. Bush, you know, give the man credit. And, uh, and I think it, 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 it redounds to this nation's uh, unending shame that this, this man was not reelected. It, it really does, okay? And draft dodger Slick Willie Clinton lied and claimed that the nation was in a recession. The recession was over uh, by the time the election uh, came around. But see, Boy Scout Republicans don't know how to fight 
Democrats. And one reason why Donald Trump is president is because Trump used to be a Democrat, so therefore he knows how to fight like a Democrat. Nasty and personal, okay? Now, I don't like that about him, but I'm glad he won. I'm very glad he won, okay? But this trend was, uh, I won't say it was new, but, you know, it's known in the political world, but wasn't known all throughout the nation. And people were under this uh, this fairy tale myth of, um, you know, my friend and gentleman across the aisle, okay, which was a remnant left over from the post-World War II era. Very, very short-lived, very short-lived, okay, and longer lived in the hearts and minds of Republicans. But as far as Democrats go, very, very short-lived, very short-lived, okay. And uh, so H.W. Bush uh, had only one term. But we're going to welcome uh, Sweeney. Uh, Sweeney's calling in from my old hometown, uh, Charles City, Virginia. And Sweeney, we up against a break, but uh, you go right ahead. All right. Um, I called you before, but I missed you last week on the monument thing. Yeah, well, we can get into those monuments again. What's on your mind? Well, the biggest thing I had come across my mind this week was about Hitler and these monuments. It's not the D'Souza thing. I ain't seen the movie yet. You know, Hitler created a campaign, you know, against hatred to explain away the problems that happened in Germany. You know, all the a campaign against hatred in Germany. Did you say? Did you say he created a campaign against hatred? No, he created a campaign of hatred against people that you know any type of descendants or anything, and this united all these uh, descendants, all these unions, and you know whatnot you could say into the final solution. He blamed it on the Jews. Right. Same thing Uh, the Democrats are doing today. Exactly. Like California, California wants to succeed from the union. Did they not learn that from the Civil War? Yeah. Now, now, Sweeney, can you hold over? Can you hold over for the other side of the break, buddy? Good deal. Go ahead. Okay. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take our top of the hour news break, and in about five minutes we're going to come back, and uh, Sweeney and I, we're going to get back into the, the connection between Hitler and the modern Democrat Party. We'll be right back. Where is the best news and talk? AM 820, WNTW Chester is the answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, yeah, it's a man's world, and we got a man's man, Sweeney, from my old hometown stumping grounds, Charles City, Virginia. <laughs> Sweeney, yeah, what? Down, Charles City. Go ahead. Yeah, I was brought to uh, one of the descendants or dissidents that Hitler had, we call them heroes, but, you know, they try to save most of the Jews anyway. And, you know, on another station, they had to talk to the governor, a monthly thing, and T-Mac said that he even said that the riot in Charlottesville was not about statues but about evil groups. Mm. And, you know, 
you, now, you know, they want to control your guns now so you can't keep your rights and you can't protect yourself. They're trying so hard, Sweeney, to um, take this uh, KKK group that the Democrat Party founded. And, exactly. you know, they're always the, – the Democrat Party has always been, you know, you go back to their modern founder, uh, which was President Andrew uh, Jackson, okay, mm-hmm. the, the trail of tears and death where they removed Native Americans from their eastern uh, traditional homelands and moved them west of the Mississippi. Many of them, they moved them to Oklahoma, okay? Exactly. Uh, that This is – you know, the Democrat Party, you know, then slavery, again, the Democrat Party, then the Reconstruction era, okay? Who opposed that? The Democrat Party. Segregation, who was in favor of that? The Democrat Party. The violence, the Democrat Party, all right? The lynchings, which people say, oh, it was uh, white people lynching black people. No, it was white Democrats lynching Republicans, both black and white, okay? They lynched 3,600 black Republicans and 1,300 white Republicans. So it was Democrats killing Republicans. Does it, does it look familiar when you see, uh, you know, the Klan used to lynch people with uh, a hood on their face? What does Antifa wear over their face, Sweeney, when they're, uh, you know, engaging in this modern uh, terrorism. They have body armor and wear masks. They wear masks. The same thing. They, right. repeating history. Right. Now, it's what did the government do when the Klan was wearing masks and terrorizing citizens? They allowed the, the Democrats. Right. The Democrats in charge let it happen. What exactly. are the Democrats in charge allowing to happen now, and make no mistake about uh, what happened in Charlottesville, that was yeah. Terry McAuliffe out of his own lips said they had been preparing for this event for two months. There were 1,000, 1,000, Sweeney, 1,000 responders were there. 300 state troopers were there. The National Guard was there. The local Charlottesville police were there. Okay. And they did nothing. And that it's not that they did nothing. They did they did do things, but they did things quietly. It appeared that they did nothing. But what they did was they caused these two groups and they see these people coming together. These people get off of the same buses and they have the same equipment. They have the same helmets. They have the same signs. They have the these people are fighting each other with equipment that they got from the same source, okay? And the, the idiot that called that uh, group together, he's a Democrat, voted for Barack Obama twice, and he was a member of the Occupy movement. He's on the payroll of George Soros. And so when Trump wins the presidency, uh, we're supposed to believe that all of a sudden this Obama-loving, uh, capital-hating you know, um, community organizer, all of a sudden he became a Ku Klux Klansman. You know, if he was a Klansman, why didn't he not like Barack Obama? Exactly. And so this is just a big setup. And, Sweeney, this is my big issue with this, okay? I, I made this statement very early on, 
very early on that this was a Democrat setup. Have you heard any Republican leader say, either say this or refute my assertion? I haven't heard anyone. Nor have I. Nor, so how are we going to win if the people we hire to, to use my analogy of the, uh, the zookeeper, you know, the, the, the alligator is running rampant with a mask on and he's biting folks. And we hire uh, a bunch of zookeepers. They're called Republican leaders. They're called Christian leaders. They're called watchmen on the wall in all other types of areas. When are they going to step up and say anything other than, you know, we want to get along with our friends across the aisle? For crying out loud, Sweeney, um, there was almost a bloodbath uh, at a baseball practice where a far-left-leaning Democrat went berserk and started shooting Republicans. And what did Paul Ryan say? He said, oh, today we're all uh, congressmen and we're all uh, under attack. No, we were not all. This is what I was saying earlier in the program. There's a time for us versus them, and then there's a time for we're all in this together. And when one particular party is being shot at, and if it just had not happened that uh, Scalise was there and he being in leadership, he had armed protection with him because he's number three in the leadership of the Republican Party. If he had not shown up at practice, there would have been no police officer there. So if there were no police officers there to shoot back, you would have had 30 dead congressmen. And not a single one of them would have been Democrat. They would have been all Republicans. And so, again, the Democrat Party is the party of violence. And so they're trying to falsely say these are Republicans this uh, this crazy guy who was called there by a Democrat w under a false flag operation. And, you know, I can't get any of the Republican leadership to say this. Certainly, Ed Gillespie's not going to say it. They're afraid they'll uh, upset some constituents. Well, I mean, hello. Hey, we, we are a center-right state and all five of the top elected officials are Democrats, okay? So it might be a good thing to upset some folks, okay? Corey Stewart upset some folks, and he came real close to winning. Had Frank Wagner not been in there, and again, I'm the only one in media who had the nerve to say that Frank's only purpose in there was to divide the anti-Gillespie vote. That was his purpose. He knew he was not going to win. He was not seriously trying to raise money. He was, he, they just, you know, ever since Dave Bratt beat Eric Cantor, the, the, the grand old Republicans have decided never, ever again will we go one-on-one -on -one against an insurgent candidate. Never. We have to have three or four because the anti-incumbency mood in this nation right now, they don't have the confidence that any incumbent or any establishment pick can garner 51%. And so if they have three or four uh, people running, they don't have to get 51%. They can win with 40%, 45%, 43%, whatever. Okay? And that's exactly what happened. The exact way the hatchet man called it. And I, you know, and I don't wait till election night to call it. I've called it very early and again, 
was proven right. But uh, now, what do you think, Sweeney, is the solution to this? I'm going to get to that right now. Just the other day, I had a, a young black boy tell me that I needed people who, or needed a person to speak for me. And I tell him, I don't need people to speak for me. I think for myself, it makes me an independent. And he couldn't understand that. So he said every white people he sees, he sees them as slave owners. So I said, well, that means every black person I see, I see as slaves. You know, I tried to explain to him, but it's just it wasn't there because his mindset was somewhere else. So then I brought him over. I said, brother, I said, we fight against principalities and powers. There's not even of this earth. You know, we fight against evil and devils all the time. It's a constant battle. And for man to be a man, he can't be a man without God in his life. This is true, he sits there and He tries to do all the books and all the psychology, and it doesn't do anything. You know, all the ethics, everything else, it doesn't do anything. Nothing makes you a man but standing up, being responsible for your actions. Amen. And the problem we have today is, and I get off the phone and let you talk, is, is the, the battle against evil. And it's getting worse and worse. And in the end times, you know, just wait till Christ returns. All right, brother, I'll let you go. All yeah, right. As it. always, call anytime, Sweeney. All right. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, folks, uh, I'm going to continue down the list of a uh, lot of things that happened the first week in September uh, throughout history. And uh, we're going to hit on a few more of them. We will be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on the Big Dog Radio Program, the really real deal. 
Uh, the phone number here, if you'd like to participate, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And, uh, yeah, a good call with Sweeney. And on that subject that we were on, um, I it's been a while since I – anxiously, anxiously awaited a book to come in the mail. We get so many books that come. And, um, I mean, sometimes we get boxes of books come in the mail. But uh, this past week, Dinesh D'Souza's latest book, The Big Lie, okay? The, um, and it's about the, uh, the Nazi roots of the Democrat Party. And... I'm looking very much forward. This will be, I think, my fifth time interviewing Dinesh D'Souza. We don't have a date yet. He's in very, very high demand right now. So we don't have a date yet. And I really want to get into the book uh, before setting the date. But we'll have him coming up real, real soon, Dinesh D'Souza. And in the meantime, uh, get the book, The Big Lie by Dinesh D'Souza. But... um, yeah, these people, they are always trying to uh, take the things that uh, they believe in, the, the, the hatred, the division, and they want to say, you know, Donald Trump is a hater. Donald Trump is a divider. Republicans are full of hate. You know, Christians are full of hate. I mean, it's, it's, it's just it gets to the point of being ridiculous. I mean, even, in, you know, for the last two weeks in a row, we had an atheist caller wants to say, oh, you know, Christians are full of hate. I mean, it just gets to the point of being ridiculous, okay? It, it, it really does. But we have to, as Christians, as watchmen on the wall, as watch women on the wall, we have to be ready for these people, and we have to answer them. And, uh, and as uh, Sweeney and I were discussing, uh, you know, and I asked the question, where is the Republican leadership in all of this? And they're, they're AWOL. They're at the, and they're absent without leave, okay? They are. They are absent, and they are not fighting. And they, they, they have this, um, you know, this struthious attitude, okay? You know, you like that word, struthious? <laughs> it means to be ostrich-like, to stick your head in the sand and hope that the bad thing will go away, okay? But, of course, the bad thing never goes away. And while the ostrich's head is in the sand, his rear end is out, and sometimes he gets eaten, okay? And this is what happens to Republicans who put their heads in the sand, who do not answer these lies with truth in an, uh, in an aggressive and intelligent uh, way, okay? So, but anyway, as promised, we're going to continue on with uh, uh, some of the many things that that happened, this has been a, like every week is an eventful week in history. You know, I love that website, you know, This Day in History, and I highly recommend it. You learn a lot there. But uh, 1919, this week in history, uh, Democrat President Woodrow Wilson, okay, uh, he's the guy that got the Ku Klux Klan revived, okay. Um, He was running around the nation promoting the League of Nations, okay. So, this guy, he wants the world to unite, but he wants America to resegregate. Because why? Republicans had already gotten a lot of um, gains made by blacks and for blacks. But, of course, Democrats, they can't stand that. And so 
it's it's the same thing with whether it's with Native Americans in the 1830s, whether it's with slavery in the 1860s, uh, you know, whether it's uh, post Reconstruction or whether it's in the Civil Rights era. It's always the same, and even today, it's always the same. Republicans believe in equal rights. Democrats believe in special rights and their their special rights historically have been against blacks. Now, today they have special rights that they say with their lips are in favor of blacks. But in fact, black prosperity is declining. So there is a disconnect between the rhetoric and the reality, a huge disconnect. Because if you look around this nation, folks, in places where poor black people tend to uh, congregate, which is in inner cities, all these people have a Democrat mayor, a Democrat um, commonwealth attorney, a Democrat police chief, a Democrat sheriff, and a Democrat school board. And quite often, they're black Democrats. Okay? And you can just... Go down the list. You're right here in Virginia, Richmond, Petersburg, Norfolk, black Democrat, ditto, ditto, ditto. Okay. Go around the country, Philadelphia, New Orleans, Oakland. All right. Detroit. You could just go around. And then in the places where you have a white Democrat in charge, like uh, let's say New York, let's say Chicago. Okay. These people are out-and-out socialists. And what is the result? The result is they say with their lips, we love people of color. But people of color under their leadership are doing far, far worse than people of color do under Republican leadership. And so my my question is uh, to, to the black rank-and-file if you're out there listening, why do you continually follow blindly behind people, okay? And there are many people that think, um, you know, Woodrow Wilson was a, was a great Democrat president. Out and out racist, out and out racist, okay? That Klan movie, um, Birth of a Nation, that got the Ku Klux Klan uh, back in power, all right? He had a showing of that movie in the White House, in the White House, okay? But President Donald Trump, whose golf club in Florida was the very first to have an um, admission policy that was based on one thing and one thing only, money. If you could afford the fee, you can join, period, end of statement, okay? You could be white, black, Hispanic, Jewish. You could be male, female. You could have one leg, one arm. You, you could have 50 earrings. You can have 25 tattoos, but you better have some money, okay? And that's the only thing. And in a free society that is based on free enterprise, that should be the only thing, okay? Can I afford what is being offered? If I can afford it, then I should have the right to access it, period, end of statement. But they call this man a racist. But do they call these Democrats racist? No. No. Also happening this week in history, 2004, Muslims in Russia, 
They called them Chechens, took over a school for three days. 330 people died. 32 terrorists, 31 of them were killed. The 32nd one, he's still in prison. The leader of the group, Shamil Basayev, he was killed a, a year later, okay, in an explosion. Now, little note here, cause unclear. Really? <laughs> you really think the cause is unclear? <laughs> now, I wasn't there, but I can tell you what the cause was. The Russians took him out, period, okay? Another thing about these Muslims in Chechnya that, that did this, they made a video for other uh, Muslim groups to tell them how to take over a school in America. And they say you want to take over a school where the girls are old enough to rape, but the boys are not yet old enough to fight back. Folks, that's called middle school, okay? That's called middle school. We need to wake up. Christians need to wake up and get strong. We need watchmen on the wall. This week in history, it happened. It happened in Russia. We're going to take our bottom of the hour break, and when we come back, we'll wrap it up with our final half-hour segment of the program. We will be right back. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. Final 30 minutes of today's program, the number is 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. Very few items here. Well, not that a few items happened in history, but just a few more to mention. September 5th, 1972, of course, uh, Black September the Arab terrorists take Israeli hostages uh, at the Munich Olympics. Uh, 476, September 4th. That's 1,541 years ago, folks. The Western Roman Empire fell to German barbarians. Okay? Um, hey, it, again, folks, it happened before. It can happen again. 1957, 60 years ago, Arkansas Democrat Governor Orville Faubus uses Democrat-controlled National Guard troops to keep nine black children from integrating Central High School in Little Rock, Arkansas. Now, three years prior, in 1954, you had the Brown versus Board of Education uh, decision, and which had outlawed separate but equal, Okay. And again, Republicans on our side, Democrats against. And so 20 days later, September 24th, 
uh, President Eisenhower sends 1,000 federal troops, okay? And so, again, you look at history, folks, Democrats engaged in real racism. And today, folks are getting all angry and upset over phony, false racism. They just, they just make it up, okay? It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. And, we, and I cannot get Reverend Chickenfoot to open his mouth. I cannot get a Republican congressman or senator or delegate to open his mouth. Okay? I mean, I'm like a, a man alone on some of these things. These people make these false accusations, and Republicans and Christians apologize when we have nothing to apologize for. You know, why folks can't just speak the truth? You know, Democrats come out with a, with a report. You know, just quote the word of God in the Bible to them. Exodus, the 23rd chapter. You shall not bear a false report. Do not join your hand with a wicked man to be a malicious witness. You shall not follow the masses in doing evil nor shall you testify in a dispute so as to turn aside after a multitude in order to pervert justice. Folks, there is no new thing under the sun. Word of God, not the word of Brother Craig. And we're going to welcome Mary to the program. Uh, Mary's calling us from Williamsburg. How you doing today, Mary? I'm doing well. Thank you very much, Brother Craig. Good, good. What's on your mind today? Well, I had a comment concerning the statue situation. Yes. I wanted to I wanted to point out that I don't know if you remember the book 1984 by George Orwell. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, we we're, we're, reliv- we're living it, aren't we, Mary? Well, it has to do with totalitarian takeover. Yes. And on on page 98, it says statues, inscriptions, memorial stones, and the names of streets, anything that might throw light upon the past, had been systematically altered. Yes. And this has and been done before, Mary. You know, um, you know, Lenin did it. Mao did it. I mean, you, you see ISIS tearing down statues that are literally thousands of years old. Okay? Someone up in Ohio defaced a statue of Columbus that is, uh, I think that statue was 200 years old. Right. Knock, knock the head off of it, okay? And these people wear masks and are allowed to run rampant and commit violence with masks on, which is against the law. It is against the law right now, Mary, in, in most states, it is against the law to wear a mask and commit a crime, even a property crime. That both, not only is the crime, the property crime a crime, the wearing of the mask is a crime. Did you know that, Mary? Yes, I have heard that. Yes. 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 But um, they're, they're well, allowed to do it because this is what Democrats do. See, they do these things in Democrat-controlled areas, all right? And so whether it's Baltimore, Ferguson, Missouri, Charlottesville, all these places you have Democrats in charge, and, the, and they just— allow these people to run rampant Oakland California Berkeley California they, they just they allow them to do this and get away with it and you know what do people like little Prince Rebus 
I mean, you know, these these weak Republicans, what what do they do? I mean, if they're afraid that they're going to be called racist, they could very easily contact the president of the First Amendment, Inc., to come and speak on their behalf. You know who that is, don't you, Mary? <laughs> yes, I, I actually do. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I'll just, just send me an airplane ticket and a hotel room, and I will come and, you know, Goliath will fall. Okay, Goliath will fall that day because this this is biblical. There's no new thing under the sun, Mary. All it is is fear. Okay, and David wanted to go up against the giant. And what did all his brothers and King Saul? What did what did they say to David? You know, you're just a youth, and he a warrior from his youth. You don't even have armor. You can't win. You know, and and so as right. long as Christians and Republicans believe we cannot defeat the uh, the media monolith that is the Democrat Party, then we will continue to not even put a fight up. And that, that leaves it to folks like you and I to do the heavy lifting, Mary. Well, I've got a question. I wanted to know when it became okay for a police chief to tell his people, his police officers, not to do their job. It's, it's not okay. That's, that's an excuse. See, the excuse that they use is we don't want to fan the flames, that we just want to let them blow a little steam off. But, see, they're not blowing steam off. What they're doing is they're driving a wedge in this nation, and they're using violence and the threat of violence. And this is, this is what they're doing, okay? It's not just uh, a few innocent college students that just want to have their say. That's not what's happening here. And they and they and the thing about it, Mary, they know that that's not what's happening. And I cannot get any uh, Republican leader to come forward and say, you know, a matter of fact, right on this station, I'm not going to call the guy's name, but I've been hearing this uh, other this this radio host who says, now I don't know how he thinks he can read Terry McCullough's mind. Oh man, you gotta be crazy. If you think that, then you're a conspiracy theorist. And so he's he'll say to people like me, I cannot read Terry McCullough's mind. Well, okay, fine. If I can't read Terry McCullough's mind, you can't read it either. So if I can't say definitively that Terry McAuliffe and all the um principals involved got together and planned to create uh, conflict, then neither can he say that that's beyond the pale, that there's n- absolutely no way that Terry McAuliffe would participate in such a conspiracy. And so what I do, Mary, this is what I do. I I will readily admit that I do not have a machine that can attach to his head and give me a printout word for word verbatim of what his thoughts were and are. I'll grant you that, but the man's history is there. His history is there. And Terry McAuliffe is the same man that throughout his entire career has been involved in all types of shady deals. Remember the uh, the death put bonds where they were purchasing the uh, life insurance proceeds from people who had AIDS and they were going to die. They'll give some guy $5,000 and buy his $100,000 uh, life insurance policy from him. Okay? And Terry uh, Ter- McAuliffe's that. excuse was what? 
oh, well, I didn't know that that's what they were doing. But yet he's an investor in a business that's doing this, okay? And and the uh, the dirty Chinese money that came in the Bill Clinton's reelection campaign in exchange for Laurel Corporation transferring missile technology to China, the Chinese nuclear-tipped missiles used to leave the launching pad, Mary, and they would fall into the ocean. Today, the Chinese nuclear-tipped intercontinental ballistic missiles can hit any target in the world, including the United States. And Virginia, last time I checked, has more military installations. As a matter of fact, you're in Williamsburg, right? Yes. So if a Chinese nuclear-tipped missile were to hit Tidewater, you would be directly impacted, Mary. Yeah. And so this is Terry McAuliffe now. So this is the man's history. Now, had Terry McAuliffe been a Boy Scout his whole life and had been an honorable and honest man and was not involved in uh, any of these scams, matter of fact, you just heard in the news recently that the state of Mississippi wants their money back that they gave to Terry McAuliffe's company for that fake uh, car company that Terry McAuliffe created. He couldn't create it in Virginia. He went to Mississippi, got a bunch of government money to set up a car that built a company that built no cars, but sucked in a whole lot of investment money from Chinese nationals that misused the EB-5 visas to gain citizenship in this country under the grounds that they are an investor in a company for a million dollars. And so the factory workers would pretend to put a car together just for the benefit of the investor. Then when the investor left, they would take the car apart and wait for another sucker to come and start pretending to put the car together again. This is criminality. Yes. Criminality. Yes. And just because Terry McAuliffe has never been convicted, I mean, there were two federal investigations into Terry McAuliffe's criminal conduct. But because a Democrat was president, Barack Hussein Obama, the investigations went nowhere because why? Democrats support Democrats. Okay? And yeah. but poor Bob McDonald almost went to prison because a man bought his wife some shoes and you had Republican leadership racing to the microphones to denounce Bob McDonald. Just like they raced to the microphones to denounce Donald Trump when Donald Trump has said nothing wrong. Did you find fault with what Trump said about um, in, in Charlottesville that there was wrong on both sides? Because there Absolutely. was wrong on both sides. Absolutely not. I can't believe that what they've done with that statement. It's unbelievable. Well, I submit to you the Republican Party, Senator Stupid and Governor Goofball, all right? That's what you get with Republicans. They run to the microphone to condemn one of their own, but they will not open their mouths to condemn a Democrat, okay? They they just right. they won't do it. They will yeah, not do right. it. And the whole thing was a Democrat setup. And, you know, I think, you know, Mary, I remember uh, the previous radio station I was on, I was always challenging Democrats, you know, for these neoliberals and Reverend Chickenfoot and so forth to come and debate the hatchet man on 
of some of these false racial issues where they want to falsely claim Republicans and Christians are somehow a bunch of closet, um, a bunch of closet racists. And of, and of course, they ran like cockroaches. No one would debate me. How would you like to see a debate, Mary, if the hatchet man were to debate one of the grand old Republicans? Yeah, I'd like to see you debate a whole lot of things. You betcha. <laughs> Do you think they were run like cockroaches the way the Democrats run? Oh, yeah, 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 I do. I yes, mean, I do. you know, now I'm all in favor of the party coming together. But before people come together, one side or the other needs to win. OK, either the Democrats are our friends across the aisle and they are wrong by accident because they just don't understand or the Democrats know what they're doing. And they're lying on us and, enga- yes. and engaging in, in false personal attacks. Either one is true or the other is true. They cannot both be true. Okay? Right. And I don't so, know which is worse. Right. And the grand old Republicans want to say, oh, well, that's my friend across the aisle. Or some of my best friends are Democrats. Well, so what? Some of my best friends are Democrats, too. But they're not the Democrats in charge of the Democrat Party. Okay? Right. Those in charge that's of the right. party... This is what they do, Mary. You know, final word to you, Mary, before we go to break. Well, I think the police chief ought to be fired because I don't think a stand-down order is an option. Like a police, like a fire chief, if he ordered his firemen not to put the fire out, he should be fired. I'm in agreement with you, Mary, but this is the problem. Democrats stand together. The only way they don't is when the handwriting is already on the wall and then they they need cover uh, to protect themselves for future elections. Uh, Absent that, that, the Democrat mayor is not going to fire the Democrat police chief. What they're going to do is what they have done, is they're going to say it's all the fault of those racist Republicans. And as long as you have Republicans who do not fight back, as long as you have Christians who do not fight back, they're going to continue to get away with it. Other than here on The Really Real Deal. Yeah, I'm afraid you're right about that. Yes. Absolutely right. Well, thank you so much for the call, Mary. Oh, you're very welcome. All I'll right. talk to you later. God bless Bye-bye. you. All right. We're going to take our final break of the day, folks, and uh, time for one or two more phone calls. The number is 804 804- 454-1366-804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition 
have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here to wrap the program up, our final segment here. And we have Roy, who's calling us from uh, Melothian, Virginia. What's on your mind, Roy? Uh, I just want to call. Uh, I was walking this morning and flipping the stations and stumbled across your radio program. And for the next hour, I've been spellbound. Oh. <laughs> about, <laughs> about what you've been talking about. Oh, I appreciate that, Roy. No, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I have uh, originally from Boston and came down to Richmond back when it was conservative. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lord God, now I'm beginning to believe when I open the paper that I'm back in Boston again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. See, the watchmen on the wall have to watch. Oh. Okay, and what does the Bible say? Shall not keep silent, right? Oh, yeah, no, it's it's just amazing, and it's amazing when they know that they are absolutely in the right. Yes. The Republicans will step up to the plate and apologize. Yeah, yeah. Or make some mealy-mouth statement uh, that means nothing. Yeah, yeah, and, and, it's, and, you know, and it's ridiculous. It re- it really is. And, you know, Obama has all these holdovers in the Trump administration. I mean, it's it's I mean, there's a there's a pastor right here in Virginia in Culpeper. Uh, they're demanding or uh, where they were rather a judge just just now. OK, this has been going on for several years. A judge just this week finally said, no, you cannot demand that this man turn over his sermons and what he said about Islam. And, and what does Islam say about uh, non-Muslims? That you can kill, rape, steal, lie to? I mean, it's right there in the Quran. Well, no, no. You know what amazes me is we're watching Houston and we're watching people helping people and it doesn't matter what color, race, religion, yes. or whatever's going on down there. Everybody's just digging in, trying to do some something to help people that are in trouble. Yes. And I do believe that in this country that that's the way the majority of us are. Mm-hmm. But mother of mercy, somehow or other, we are led by these minorities that seem to be able to paralyze the people that we put in place, yeah. hopefully to fight back. Yeah. You know what it's called? There's a military term called engineering consensus, okay? 
That's a yeah. nice word. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> thousands of thousands of years ago, a man right. by the name of Sun Tzu wrote a book, okay. okay, called The Art of War. Okay. And Sun Tzu said, the greatest victory you ever achieve is the victory you win without firing a shot. That's true. Yeah, that and so true. warfare is the is the art of getting other people to accept your directives. And so what he's saying is the way you get them to accept your directives is the greatest victory is to not take a shot. Which what's that mean? You have to convince them by other means. Right. Well, okay. No, I, I realize that, and that's the problem. We have one side convincing at least enough people so that they're paralyzed yes. in winning their war. Yes. And and we, right now, we got a situation in Washington where we're supposed to dominate, and nothing has changed. Except no. for the president. Except for the president, nothing's changed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at McMaster, there's a, my friend James Simpson, I didn't even get to his article, uh, James Simpson wrote a great article. Uh, if you if you Google James Simpson slash bomb throwers, okay, he's written a great article on H.R. McMaster, okay, that this guy is uh, just one of these political generals that uh, his claim to fame is all built on lies, and I'm going to have to get into it next week because I'm at the end of the program. But, well, you know, there are all these, all these holdovers – in the um, Trump administration, left over from the Obama administration, that Trump really should have fired. Do you remember when Bill Clinton fired all 93 of the the, uh, uh, federal attorneys around the country? And then when Bush got in there, he fired six of them, and the media (laughs) went crazy. I mean, well, it, it, that, now that paints a perfect picture of how Democrats wield power and how Republicans want the enemy to like them. Well, you know what amazes me, and I know you've got to go, but if you look at the ratings, the media are below everybody. Yeah. I mean, they're lower than, <laughs> than anybody. And yet they take the same wrong issues and they repeat them and repeat them and repeat them. And unfortunately, the people that don't watch alternative news don't get the message. Right. And it's right. like brainwashing. Yeah, that's what well, it is. Well, it's, listen, I'm going to tell you, you're a breath of fresh air. Thank you, keep sir. On, keep it on, and I know what I'll be doing Saturday morning. Okay, I appreciate right? it. And listen, go to my sound, go to soundcloud.com slash brother Craig. Okay. And I have an archive there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Check, check it out. God bless you. I really appreciate your very, very kind words. Okay. Take care now. You too. God bless you. All right. And God bless the rest of you out there, uh, Virginia. It's been great and um, always love hearing from you. And uh, it's my honor and privilege to be able to be invited into your homes and into your automobiles. And uh, we just uh, continue to pray. Uh, that this nation will will learn from the things, the mistakes that are being made. And uh, in particularly, I would pray that those of us who call ourselves watchmen and watch women on the, on the wall, that uh, we would be strong enough to really, really uh, do what a watchman on the wall does. And, uh, and we would do so without fear because that is the number one, the number one phrase in God's holy word. That's the Bible is 
fear not. Fear not. And so and that's my prayer. And uh, I would just say God bless you and thank you so much for being there. We're going to see you here next week, folks. Same hatchet time. Same hatchet station. There's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say That I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men Defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt